from Tokyo, Japan and New Plymouth, New Zealand. This is Down to Business English with your hosts, Skip Montreux and Samantha Vega. Skip, have you ever had one of those days where no matter what you do, technology just seems to be against you? Oh, you mean like when the operating system on your computer decides to update right when you need it to attend an important Zoom meeting? Something like that? Exactly. That happens to me all the time, Samantha. All the time. Are you having trouble with your computer? No, it's not my computer. I had an issue at a self-checkout machine when I was grocery shopping the other day. Oh, what happened? Well, I was in a hurry and there were millions of people behind me and the display just kept giving me that annoying unexpected item in the bagging area <laughs> message. <laughs> okay, so what did you do? Well, I couldn't figure out which item in the bag hadn't been scanned. Ah, the dreaded self-checkout predicament. So, finally, I had to call over the shop staff. Which totally defeats the purpose of self-checkout. I know, right? It's supposed to make life easier, but sometimes I feel like it's anything but. Regardless, it has become a significant business trend, and more and more stores are moving towards self-checkout systems. That's very true. In just the last few years, as a matter of fact, I have seen them popping up everywhere in Tokyo. Same here. It's a shift that's supposed to save time and labor costs, but it's not without its challenges and controversies for both companies and their customers. No doubt. Is this what we are diving into today? Yes, it is. Great. Let's do it. Yes. Let's get D2B down to business with self-checkout systems, technological breakthrough, or consumer service breakdown. Samantha, before we talk about the current situation surrounding self-checkout systems, can you give us a little of the history behind them? Sure. Self-checkouts were first introduced over 30 years ago. 30 years? That long ago? Yes. The very first self-checkout system was developed by a company in Florida called CheckRobot. And their first machine was installed in a Price Chopper supermarket in Atlanta, Georgia in 1987. 1987? That's actually sneaking up on 40 years, not 30, that they've been in operation. Yeah, I guess so. In any case, that first machine was rudimentary compared to what we have today, but at that time, it was groundbreaking technology. Well, even if it was rudimentary or fairly basic, that first self-checkout system came with the promise of lower labor costs for supermarkets, which they claimed would be passed on to consumers in the form of lower prices. They were supposed to make the checkout process more efficient and a better experience for the customer. Those were the promises of self-checkouts. Yes, reduced labor costs, lower consumer prices, and better shopping experiences. But they didn't take off immediately. It's only been in recent years that we have seen a significant uptick in their use in grocery stores. They are virtually ubiquitous in the United States these days. According to the U.S.-based Food Industry Association, 
30% of all grocery transactions in 2021 were made on self-checkout systems, almost double from the number in 2018. That's in the United States. Do you have any statistics from other countries? They have also gained traction globally. Where you are in Japan, the trend is almost on par with the U.S. Self-checkout transactions jumped from just over 14% in 2019 to 30% in 2022. Those are big jumps. What has been fueling this sudden growth? A couple of factors, actually. One is the ongoing labor shortage. Sure, I know here in Japan, convenience stores are always having a hard time finding enough staff. It seems every store has a help-wanted poster in the window. Another factor was the COVID pandemic. How did the pandemic play a role? Many grocery stores tried to reduce contact between employees and customers. <laughs> I'm not sure if I totally buy that. To me, the number one reason for a supermarket or a convenience store to install a self-checkout system is to cut labor costs. Well, it is true that self-checkouts displace cashiers, but I don't think supermarkets reduce their labor costs that much. No, it's not true. Some jobs are lost, sure. But many cashiers who lose their position are often just shifted to customer service roles. On top of that, it's expensive for a supermarket to install a self-checkout system. Ah, I'm skeptical. Well, whatever the case, the trend toward using them is growing globally. For now, at least. What do you mean, for now? There is mounting evidence that these systems are not living up to their promise of improved customer experience. What kind of evidence? More and more customers are voicing their frustrations with the self-checkout experience. Frustrations? What, what kind of frustrations? First, a lot of shoppers feel that they are doing the supermarket's job. The price savings that were supposed to be passed on to customers never seemed to materialize. Hmm, <laughs> surprise, surprise. So customers feel that if they are not getting lower prices, they shouldn't have to do the job of a cashier. Add to that, many shoppers are insulted when their bags and receipts are checked when they leave the store to make sure that they aren't stealing anything. That would definitely be frustrating. I have seen TikToks of altercations between shoppers and store staff. Yes, there have been many instances where customers have been falsely accused of shoplifting. But at the same time, shoplifting tied to self-checkouts is a huge issue for retailers. It is. A survey by the National Retail Federation recently pointed out that a significant portion of retail shrink, which is a $100 billion problem, comes from theft. What do you mean by retail shrink? Retail shrink is an industry term that refers to a loss of items that leave a store without being paid for due to theft, damage, or cashier error. And self-checkouts make it easier for theft to happen. That's right. So supermarkets and retailers must be taking a hard look at their self-checkout strategy. They are. In the U.S., big retailers like Costco, Walmart, and Kroger are doing just that, rethinking their self-checkout strategies. Walmart, for instance, has started pulling self-checkouts from some locations and replacing them with traditional staffed registers. So there you are going back to the basics. In some ways, yes. 
but they're also experimenting with hybrid models where cashiers scan the products and the shopper makes their payment at a self-service payment kiosk. Self-checkout systems were supposed to be the future, but now they're at the center of multiple issues. There is no doubt that retailers are in a tough spot trying to balance efficiency, customer satisfaction, and loss prevention. You could say that they have a lot to unpack. Very funny. Nice pun. <laughs> Thank you. Well, on that note, I think it is time for us to get D2V down to vocabulary. The first word on our D2V list today is the verb to dread. When you dread something, you have a strong fear or strong anxiety that something bad is going to happen. It's that uneasy feeling you have when you're not looking forward to something at all. In the introduction to today's report, I actually use the adjective form when I refer to the dreaded self-checkout predicament. Skip was expressing that sense of anxiety or fear that comes with using a self-checkout machine when it doesn't work properly. It is important to note that when you dread something, it is more than just a casual worry. It is a deep sense of unease. Samantha, can you give us a business example using dread, either as an adjective or a verb? Uh, I think it would be fair to say that a lot of people dread going into the office on a Monday morning, especially if the first thing they have to do is attend a meeting they are not prepared for. Ah, yes, Monday morning blues. It happens to the best of us. What's next on the list? Let's talk about the noun uptick. An uptick is an increase or upward trend. In our report, Skip mentioned that there's been a significant uptick in the use of self-checkout systems in recent years. In other words, I was saying that there had been a noticeable rise in stores using self-checkout systems. How would you use this in a business setting, Skip? Imagine your company has just launched a new, innovative product. You could expect your customer service center to experience an uptick in calls. Hopefully, they are happy customers, and they're not calling in with complaints. <laughs> Hopefully. With Black Friday coming up at the end of November, I'm starting to see an uptick in email marketing in my inbox from many, many businesses. Ah, nice example. It's not an example, it's true. <laughs> Moving on, our next and final item on our Down to Vocabulary list today is the word mounting. As an adjective, Mounting is used to describe something that is increasing in amount or intensity. And often it is leading to a problem. In the report, I said there was mounting evidence that self-checkout systems were not living up to their promise of improved customer experience. In other words, Samantha was saying that there is more and more evidence that there are problems with self-checkout systems. Problems for both customers and companies. The Bank of Japan has been under mounting pressure over their monetary policy. Why is that? Why? The yen is at an all-time low against the dollar, and Japan is the only central bank in the world 
still maintain negative interest rates. Would you like to help D2B reach more people wanting to improve their business English skills? Be sure to follow D2B on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any place podcasts are found. While you are there, leave a rating and a review and tell everyone how much you enjoy the show. Thanks, Samantha, for that report on self-checkout systems. No problem, Skip. I personally don't have an issue using them at my local supermarket, but I can certainly understand why some people do not like using them. Other than the issue I had the other day, I don't mind using them either. Speeds things up. Under normal circumstances, if you ask me. Just a note to our D2B members. Make sure that you are subscribed to your members-only RSS feed. The bonus vocabulary for today's episode will be released within the next 24 to 48 hours. And you don't want to miss that. The five additional words and phrases we will focus on will be to defeat the purpose, to sneak up on, to displace, an altercation, and to take a hard look at something. For those of you who are not D2B members, do consider becoming one. As a member, you not only get access to bonus down-to-vocabulary episodes and member-only D2B episodes, your membership helps provide us with the resources we need to keep producing down-to-business English on a regular, ongoing basis. Just go to d2benglish.com forward slash membership for more information. That's d the number two, beenglish.com forward slash membership. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. Take care. Have a comment or question about today's show? Don't be shy. Visit the D2B website or Facebook page and post any comments or questions there. Skip, Des or Samantha will be sure to leave a reply. Down to Business English. Business news to improve your business English.